This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, listen to this crazy story. Last, last winter, I decided to go to Florida with my wife. I'm missing my Wednesday night shear. I'm missing my Tuesday night shear. My Rebbe Rab Gamliel said, Shalom Bayis, you're burning the wick at both ends. You need to go to Florida. I'm like, don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> I made up. I'm going with my wife for four days. No phones. I'm not, Avivit's not selling me to talk anywhere for, for or Nava. I'm not talking in any schools. I'm not meeting any kids. Four days, me and my wife, nobody, in, no interruptions. I'm not calling the office. Nothing. Yeshev Yaakov, right? He wanted to be quiet. The first day that I'm in Florida, Monday, first day, my phone rings. I look at it. Of course, I have to have my phone because I'm, I'm, I still have business and I, once I got to talk to my kids. And it's an area code I don't, I never saw before. 216, if I remember correctly. 216, what's that? I don't know what that is. I said, SD, it's 216. I don't know who this is. It's Cleveland. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick it up. So I pick it up. Hi, Rabbi Wallerstein. I'm like, oh, God. She said, Rabbi Wallerstein, that means it has something to do with kids. And I said I wasn't doing this in Florida. But I picked it up already. Hi, Rabbi Wallerstein. I need your help. I'm like, looking at my wife, I'm like, uh-oh. Because I promised her four days. I say, okay, what's going on? She says, I'm from Cleveland. My daughter's from Cleveland. To make a long story short, she ran away. She's in Florida somewhere. <laughs> we don't know where she is, but we know one thing for sure. She's in Miami. And that's where I am. And she says, it's very, very bad. We know where she stayed last. She has no money. She has no food. She has no clothing. And she's on the streets of Miami. Um, I know that you can't do anything, you know, from New York. But maybe you know someone who's in Miami. <laughs> I'm like, you're not going to believe it. I am talking to you from Miami. <gasps> it's by shirt. From Shamayim. You have to do something. Okay. She gave me a, a cell number of a person that might know her cell number. Anyway, I got her cell number. I call this girl. She is so nasty. She doesn't want to talk to me. Um, I tell her I have a school. She says, I'm not interested. I tell her the nice girl. She said, I don't like nice girls. <laughs> what, whatever I said, it was like impossible. I said, you know what? Listen, what are you being such an auction, being so stubborn? What do you have to lose? I'm on vacation. I'm not supposed to be talking to anybody. I'm talking to you. So you know what? The least you can do is talk to me. Let's talk to me for half an hour. What are you scared of me? No, I'm not scared of anybody. I'm like, good. So then you're not scared of me. I'm not scared of you. So let's talk. Maybe when I finish talking to you, I will be scared of you. But right now, I'm not scared of you. So she comes to meet me. Can you imagine? I'm telling my wife. I said, Esty, you're not going to leave this. I'm meeting a girl. She said, Sadeh Kastel. You know, here on vacation, where I said, I'm not even going to talk to a girl. Now, there's a girl coming to meet me. You understand? I end up talking to her for about an hour. She's very not interested, but we're talking, we're talking. I talked her into that if we get her a plane ticket, would she come and look at the school? Just look at the school and look at the girls and then make a decision. No, no, no. Finally, yes. She comes to, to New York. She comes to the school. She happened to have walked in on the right day. They, have, they had karate and kickboxing and guitar and art. 
and all the things. She's a very brilliant girl, and she's an unbelievable artist and a crazy singer. Not that I ever heard her voice, but everyone tells me she's a crazy singer. And that was the stuff that was going on there, and she really liked what she saw. So, back and forth, back and forth, to make a long story short, she gave in and decided to come to school this September. And she came to school. She don't talk to nobody. She doesn't talk to a teacher, a principal, me, any kids in the school. She is ice. She wears a hoodie. She wears black gloves. She's dressed from top to bottom with black. And you think that someone passed away. She doesn't look at anyone. So she's sort of in school, but not in school. Anyway, slowly but surely, she begins to come a little bit out of her shell. Because it's really such a good place and such a nice place that you just can't be like that. But not a lot. She's not talking much. I gave a whole schmooze about Hashem and Hashem, Hashem to my high school. I saw that it wasn't working. They, weren't, they were not connecting. I said, you know what? We're going on a trip. Without drugs, without anything else, we're going on a trip. We're doing Bear Mountains. I'm 53 years old. I don't know if we're going to have a heart attack on the way up. But I felt that we got to give this a shot. we got to give this a try. So we begin to climb Bear Mountains. Of course, every 10 minutes, I can't breathe. They're in good shape. These kids, I can't breathe, but they don't realize it unless they're watching this tape. I have this old trick that I've been doing the last five years since I can't breathe going up the mountain. I stop every 20 minutes, and I make believe that I'm a Boy Scout, and I'm like, oh, poison ivy, come here, everybody. <laughs> and I stop, and I show them the leaves and how shiny it is, and they're like amazed. Every Wallstein, he's like everything. He knows everything. It's like amazing. <laughs> and then another 20 feet, I go up, and I'm like, oh, look at these tracks, deer tracks, snake tracks. I make up all these stories, and they work. <laughs> It's amazing. And every 20 minutes, for some reason, no one picked up on it. Every 20 minutes, I seem to find something that I have to explain. It works. I show them an acorn. They can use it for a whistle. And then I, I remember this year, I, there was a rock. And I said, oh, now, a rock. And they're looking at me. I'm like, no, you have to know something. See, the rock is sticking out. If you're able to sit under the rock, so if you're in the forest and you're lost, the first thing you need to know is always find shelter. Now, shelter means protected from as many places as you can. If you're just going to camp in the middle and sit there, so then the animals can hit you from all four sides, right? But if you sit under a rock, right, so the back of you is protected, the sides of you are protected, and all you need to do is look for... By the way, this, this happens to be Boy Scout. All you need to do is... is so that's what you have to look for shelter. And they're, they're like, it's just like an amazement. No one figured out that he does this every 20 minutes, and when he does this, he's breathing and sweating profusely, right? <laughs> anyway, that's my secret. I can tell it to you because I don't know if I'm going up that mountain next year. I'm to show I'll be in good shape. I won't have to do it. Stop every 20 minutes. Anyway, so we get three quarters up the mountain. It's an amazing mountain. I don't climb the trail. I go totally off trail. And there's a cliff and there's a, and there's a water. There's a amazing. It, it's, just, it's just very, very, very beautiful. There's a waterfalls. And I know all these places. And, and they're, just, they're just having the best time. We're about three quarters up the mountain. And when you turn around, you look down. You see 500 miles of woods of mountains, of the Hudson River. It's gorgeous. And we climbed just as all the leaves were changing colors. So it was like, not normal. This girl that came from Miami happened to have been climbing the mountain right next to me the whole way up. Smart. You know what I mean? If a bear shows up, you know, run. <laughs> Feed Rabbi Wallerstein to the bear. You know that, right? <laughs> Famous Boy Scout advice. When you go with your friend, the story where these two friends were walking in the woods. And one of them was wearing sneakers. And the other one was wearing boots. Because when you climb mountains, you're supposed to wear boots. So the guy who was wearing boots asked the guy who was wearing sneakers, a little Hanukkah joke. 
Why are you wearing sneakers? He said, because of the beers. He said, don't you, don't you know anything about beers? Just because you have sneakers, there's no way that you can outrun a beer. He goes, I know, but with sneakers, I can outrun you. <laughs> so this girl has the same thought. Be next to Rebbe Walsh, if a beer shows up, he'll eat him and I'll get out of here. So, but you have to hear this amazing. So we're standing there just looking at this mountain, and I can see that she's very much, she internalizes everything. She's a brilliant girl. And I see that she's just internalizing everything that she sees. And then all of a sudden, I hear out of her mouth, Ma Rabu Masecha Hashem. This was a girl who was so angry, who was so anti, who was so disconnected, just stood next to me and said, Ma Rabu Masecha Hashem, how great are the creations of God? I said, what did you just say? She goes, nothing. (laughs) I'm like, I heard you. Since that trip, this kid is a different kid. She got up on the Shabbaton that we have for the high school. She spoke. She's involved. She's the head of choir. Head of choir. Girl didn't talk to anyone. She's flying. Now, what was the percentage that the day that this woman called me, her kid was in Florida for months. That the day that she called me about her daughter, I was in Miami. Had I been in New York, I would have told her, I, have, I, can't, I don't know where she is, I, I can't find her. And I, I, I'm not flying to Miami to speak to her. Kushbochu spun the dreidel, she ran away, she ended up in Miami. Rabbi Gamliel told Rabbi Wallerstein, you got to go away with your wife. Rabbi Wallerstein said, I'm going away, I don't have nothing to do with anybody. So, why, why? Because the Kashbaku wanted to show me, you think that you have anything to do with anybody? You never have anything to do with anybody, unless I want you to have something to do with somebody. So, when you go to Florida, you make a statement, I'm going, I'm not doing Chinuch, I'm not doing Kiruv. Hashem's like, you're never doing Chinuch or Kiruv if I don't want you to. And if I want you to, you could be on vacation in Alaska on a boat, and there'll be some kid on the boat that'll need you. The hand holds the dreidel. And that's what we all need to know our whole lives. Good, bad, in between, hey, gimel, nun, shin, doesn't make a difference. It's all done by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.